At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming down the aisle. It's time to fire. What's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with... Katie Dirks. Hey, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You know what? I'm doing fine. So everyone's like, oh, social distancing, which you have to do. You got to stay away. That's what they say, which for a lot of people, this is their dream come true. For extroverts like me, I'm like, oh, but I want to get closer to you. But we're doing so well here at Kind of Fun. Katie's in Los Angeles, and I'm in New York. You can't get any more socially distanced than that. No, we, you can't get any further away from coast. <laughs> Definitely not. So we are doing our part by staying an entire country away from each other. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean... We're we're a, we're role models, really. Uh, we are definitely role models. R O L L models. Hello. There you go. Uh, I want to say thanks to everyone who came out to hail yourself, America. My documentary screening in beautiful sunny Orlando, Florida. It'll be the last time I'm leaving New York for the foreseeable future. Um, but I wanted to say thank you to everyone who came out to the show and for all the nice things they had to say to oh. you about you, Katie. And about oh. the show, they said they love it. They love our rapport. Ooh. And rapport. Yes. And so a lot of people were like, I'm getting back into wrestling or I've loved wrestling. And it's fun to hear an easy, breezy, beautiful cover boy and girl conversation about what's going on in the world of the squared circle. That's so exciting. we do have some stuff to get to today. Obviously, there's stuff to get to every single day, every single week, and every single moment when it comes to pro wrestling and basically everything else. I want to talk a little bit about the plane ride from hell. It is this thing that took place in 2002, <laughs> and my God, I wish I was on that plane because it sounds like comically insane. Legendary. Oh. It is a legendary tale. Legendary. And also, when it comes to legends, we are going to discuss, perhaps first, but The Undertaker is returning to WrestleMania. Will the streak continue? It's already been broken. And so we don't have to worry about that. And now, of course, he is going against AJ Styles at WrestleMania. So we're going to talk about what's going on with WrestleMania 36. Controversial. I'm going to say it's a controversial decision. To do yes. WrestleMania 36, they way the way that Vince 
Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, and the gang have decided uh, to do it. So we will talk yeah. about that. And uh, and Katie, what else? Do, what else do we got? Um, I you know I want to dig in. Want to dig into uh to how everything's going with Raw right now without an audience. Raw and SmackDown, everything at the Performance Center. I like the idea. I think we'll see how it goes. That's it's it. one of those like. We're going to see how it goes. And also, Austin 316. It was obviously Austin 316 day yesterday. 316, the day we remember Stone Cold Steve Austin. Steve Austin did, uh, he kicked Brian Saxton in the balls, and he did apologize, saying that he was going to have to get his foot x-rayed, because apparently Brian Saxton has quite tough nuts. Hmm. So there's that story. Mm, I think I think dead air is appropriate for that for my <laughs> response on that. <laughs> and of course, Paige as well from the WWE may be making a return. Also, we will keep you up to date on what AEW plans on doing when it comes to their live shows and another wrestling adjacent situation happening right now with WrestleCon. Uh, yeah. Evidently, the Marriott is holding them to it. And it's a uh, it's a little bit strange, a little controversial, and uh, so we will yeah. talk about that as well. I'm mad. I know Katie's you are angry. I know I'm you are. About it. But let's start with the biggest story. I think WrestleMania. Whenever there's yeah. a tale of mania, it's always got to be the biggest story. WrestleMania is going on, but if a tree falls in the woods and no one is there to hear it, does it actually happen? Uh, so WrestleMania will be performed by the wonderful wrestlers we've come to know and love without a studio audience. And I just want to hear your thoughts, Katie. Do you think this is a good idea? Should they just have moved I, it? Or what's this going to look like? My honest take is why, like, I'm surprised. First of all, WrestleMania is such a moneymaker for the company, yes. for the city it's in. Huge. For, for uh, Tampa. As if Tampa hasn't for, been in- hit hard enough. I know <laughs> for the independent wrestling scene, like there's such a giant ripple effect by WWE and it kind of taking their ball and going home. Uh, and I feel that it, instead of moving it towards, I would say just do, you know, WrestleMania and summer instead of SummerSlam or sure. do like a two for one or like do something like, take this opportunity and make it and blow it out of the water. Right. As opposed to like, we're still going to do WrestleMania. We're going to do it at the performance center. Like, how do you, how does that benefit anyone other than just doing a show on a Sunday night? Like just do a show, do a special, Hey, this is a weird thing that we're going to do. Make the best of it. It's going to be a bunch of promos in front of a lot in front in front of an empty studio audience. Right. And, and lean into kind of the, the, the storyline build use it to build storyline, do something to a, preview i don't know cut a bunch of promos do something else and save the live show for you know when it's safe to do it number one if you watch smackdown or monday night raw without an audience there was more grunting than a porn hub clip and it really (laughs) is a little bit jarring at first however when it comes to smackdown and when it comes to raw i don't mind the no audience i'm like all right you got a weekly show i get it you got to put this thing on but when it comes to Mania, obviously whatever contract they had with the venue in Tampa, that is gone because they're not doing it there. If they yeah. did do it without an audience, my only compromise with would be no audience, but do what The Rock and Mankind did during the halftime show when they wrestled with no crowd mm. in the crowd 
but still have the spectacle of a large arena, I would like that more than the Performance Center because my only issue with the Performance Center is you don't get any fireworks. And can you have a WrestleMania without fireworks? It would be funny if they did, if they like cut to the exterior of the Performance Center and just shot off fireworks. From, I don't know if you know where the Performance Center is in Orlando, but it's in like the, uh, it's in like a businessy district. So you drive down this kind of a uh, very normal business district street. Right. And it's all these like warehouses that are taken over by, you know, bigger companies. Um, and in the, at the very end of this cul-de-sac is the WWE Performance Center. And it's just like, it looks like a big warehouse that has w- fancy WWE signage out front. Right. And just cut to that exterior with sad little fireworks going on. <laughs> the the re- the WWE warehouse full of nothing but meat. Because that is who <laughs> the, is going to be in the ring with no crowd. The meat house. The meat house it is. <laughs> so WrestleMania continues. Their title matches will the title match will still be Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, I'm into it. I'm into it as well. As we were talking about, I think uh, the crowd is into it. There's a little bit of a pop whenever Drew comes out. People want to see Lesnar have a good match. But then again, how is this going to work without an audience when we don't have the one thing about an audience? It provides a Band-Aid, not just for the wrestlers, but also for the camera person. Whoever is holding the camera and something goes wrong or whatever it might be. Pan over mm-hmm. to the crowd, just as like a director of a television show that I know you have, you have a lot of history being directing television shows. You kind of like to have cutaway shots just in case yeah. someone takes a shot in the ring like Bret Hart did when Yokozuna gave him the Yokozuna uh, <laughs> splash or whatever the hell they called that yeah. butt bomb. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of want options. And in this case, it's going to be truly how good are you as a wrestler? That's yeah. all we're going to be able to gauge. So every all the hype, all the uh, accoutrements that go with a performer, that's all out the window. So if you yeah. can't cut it in the ring, we are all going to see it bright as freaking day. And I think it's going to benefit some wrestlers and hurt others, specifically when it comes to the next match, Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Again, I, dead air is terrible, but that's my response of just like, come on. Like, let's just, they're going to need an audience. They, they need, need an audience. They need some, they need some help. <laughs> and the audience is there to help them. The audience is like, as much as WWE doesn't want to admit it, the audience is, I would say, 40% of the show sure. in, at like, especially at WrestleMania. Like, yeah. That like the energy, the, the, it, it helps pace. They know when they're losing the crowd. To, right. Like. There's so much that they that the performers rely on from the audience. I just don't. I don't. I don't. And it. And again, you're right. It. The audience covers up some of the botches. Like a lot of the botches. Every <laughs> a lot botch. of the botches. Yeah. We're gonna see. You're gonna see wrestling, the good and the bad, for what it's worth in the next few months. I think that Lesnar and McIntyre will still be able to put on a show. That match, mm-hmm. you know, we, we criticize Lesnar for not necessarily having the best matches of any champion. Uh, we've seen better champions, in my personal opinion. Lesnar is yeah. still an athlete. He is a freaking beast. It's not just a clever name. It's a lifestyle. Oh, shit. And I do believe he and <laughs> McIntyre can put on a match. Goldberg and Roman. I And this is not a Ooh, diss on Roman. I feel, 
I feel bad for Roman in this case. I do too, because they are throwing him, and I'm not even, again, age is a thing. We're all going to get to wherever, whatever we end up at. We want the number to be higher than lower. Goldberg, as we saw in Saudi Arabia, he just couldn't do it. He can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. He's only had three weeks of practice. Who knows how this coronavirus outbreak has impacted his workout routine? Who knows how it's impacted yeah. his life? Definitely nobody is – no, nothing is easier for anyone. Facilities yeah. aren't, like, more accessible, although I'm sure Goldberg has been putting in the work. But it seemed to me like the match that he had at Super Showdown, he wasn't three mm. weeks away. From having a top-tier match. I mean, these things take time. He can work out, get in better shape for three weeks. But I feel like he was a good month, two, three, four months away from actually being able to put on a 20-minute, solid, story-told wrestling match. Yeah, that's... I don't see that happening, especially without an audience. I would I think mean, I would almost take be... Gilbert at this point over Goldberg. <laughs> I mean, you might be getting Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I see. I feel bad for Roman because in order to make this match good, he is going to have to do all the heavy lifting. Yes. No pun intended. Yes, and he that's, is. That's the rough part. And he, I think he's fully capable of doing it. I just don't think that. I. I don't. I don't. I don't. I mean, look, it's a new. It's it's uncharted territory for all of them. Yes. Uh, I would even say more so Roman Reigns than than Goldberg in this case. Absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, uh, is it more uncharted territory for Roman or is it for Goldberg? I would push back a little bit and say maybe Roman because he did work a little bit more in the Indies, and everyone who's ever been an entertainer who is an entertainer, you know, you start small. Yeah. Goldberg, they threw him. He was a megastar from the first time he ever entered yeah. the ring. At least Roman may have underground experience. He's done the smaller shows. Smaller yeah. shows where you have 20 or 30 people, which is a lot more than none. Mm -hmm. I wonder how Goldberg is going to be able to, uh, when he doesn't have that interaction with the audience, when he doesn't have that kind of typical you know, engagement that he is used to, again, to kind of cover up some of the flaws that he has wrestling. Let's not forget, Goldberg is the man who ended Bret Hart's career. Yeah. And that's yeah, not good. Yeah. There's some there's some red flags with this one. There really are. So Goldberg, Roman Reigns, I guess I'm going to have a party at my house. The nice thing is that everyone's like, oh, you can't have a party over 10 people. <laughs> oh, don't worry. The old Kissel <laughs> residence has never had a party over 10 people. So I think <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be people. right under the radar coming in with yeah. my typical four to five people showing up. Although I do there buy you. food for 30. I do too. I always <laughs> overproduce on food. You have to. I mean, yeah, I get it's like the fun part of having a party is preparing for the party. I know getting all the cheese and everything like that ready and yeah. all the dips and the salsa con quesos. Yeah. Mm. And it gives me an excuse to buy that giant gallon thing of cheese balls yeah i love it that lasts mm. like two years and it yes. gets disgusting and uh, by the end it's just like one cheese ball with like 50 yeah. balls on it but mm -hmm. then you have contagion food yeah but then you have to eat it though yeah of course you just nibble at it yes i want to get and i'm going to do it one day you know when you go to like all the all these really classy whole foods now which none of the food mm. is whole foods uh, and the the employees are treated like dog shit, and Jeff Bezos should probably just end up in prison at some point. But um, that's for a different show. Um, I mean, but, I'm on board. <laughs> but I do want to get one of the big wheels of cheese that are like four hundred dollars. 
Oh. Have you seen that? Like, what are you going to do with it? I don't even know. Carve it with a <laughs> chainsaw? Like, I I have no <gasps> clue what to do with you it. You could, maybe during this whole lockdown scenario, you could start a new hobby of, like, cheese carving. I could do some cheese carving in Wisconsin. There's butter. There's a lot. At the Iowa State Fair, they do a whole, like, big butter carving thing. And I believe yeah. they usually just make a cow, which I think is a little redundant. Maybe I yeah, could do, no. like... A stone cold kicking Brian Saxon in the nuts, like made out of cheese. Ooh, like a silhouette. You could have like the wheel and just do a little cutout, a little silhouette cutout. I like this. Ooh, I'm into it. I love it. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got it's $400 worth of cheese. Makes sense. I'm into it. Uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> the thing is, I'm not a total sociopath, so I didn't go buy a bunch of toilet paper <laughs> as soon as the news report came out um, because people are fun. Um. So, so I. So maybe so if the toilet paper epidemic does uh, end up happening because someone just desperately needed fifty thousand rolls of toilet paper, I'm gonna say if you need that much toilet paper over two weeks, even a month, even two months, check your diet. Something's going on. Yeah. Stop yeah, eating the hormel. And how is your plumbing responding to all of this <laughs> toilet paper? So if I. That- that sounds expensive. If I can't get toilet paper, I'm gonna eat nothing but cheese bound up for two months. There you go. Boom. I'm I'm gonna No water and just eat a lot of cheese. There It'll it is. Fine. Also coming up here at WrestleMania, WWE NXT women's title, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I am excited for this match as we talked about. Yep. Uh I guess two weeks ago because we missed last week's and I apologize uh, for that. That was entirely my fault. And I will make sure it doesn't happen again because we all need to be together in quarantine times. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's kind of my fault, too, because I could only do one specific time. (laughs) You know what? We're working on everything. Rhea Ripley, who I got to see at um, Evolve, which is an incredible thing, Shine, that whole underground wrestling, or not even underground wrestling, I guess... um, uh, what 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 would you call it? Not amateur. Indie. I, uh, I would call it pro am. Yeah, developmental. Like, like yeah, yeah. Um, she is unbelievably cut, and I. They are just beautiful people. These wrestlers she's, are beautiful she's people. Beautiful, and yeah, she's I, naturally she's genetically gifted. Yeah, just just awesome. So Rhea yeah. Ripley versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT Women's Title. This match, I am still very excited about. I you know I it's just. I just feel like for this mania, there are so many cool things that are happening. Do you feel like with matches like for Rhea Ripley, like this is the my this is my whole thing when it comes to like the sports side of this. I'm happy that mania is going on for the wrestlers themselves in some ways because you look at what happened with like March Madness, for example. Yeah, um, that's that's heartbreaking. It's so sad. I think they could have played the games just without an audience. I understand it's about test kits and we want to make sure that kids are safe. Also, Mm -hmm. I get it. This is all because we were not, this was not prepared for at the national level. And again, that's not for this show, but for Rhea Ripley, I still think this can be a statement match for her. And I still think this match is going to be really important for her career. And if her and Charlotte, and I have faith both of them can do it. I think yeah. they can still put on a hell of a match and people will be screaming inside of their uh, homes and apartments uh, as this yeah. match happens. I, I have faith that this match, because this was one of the ones that I was most excited about. Yeah. Um, even in like the woman, even with what's going on with Baszler and, um, and with, ba- with Baszler and Becky, 
Like Rhea Ripley and Charlotte, the angle is they're both mastodons. They're both huge. Yeah. They're both they're... badass bitches. Mm-hmm. And they're both and and I love that Charlotte is, and I don't know how much of this is is company demand slash Charlotte Flair's uh like legacy right in in the in you know in the office or whatever. Uh, I love that she's going giving giving Ray uh, Ripley a name. Yes, like I love I love that she has put her on the map for this for the women's division for the like the passing of the torch from the four horsewomen down to the the next breed of NXT superstars. Like I think it's so awesome. It's so exciting to see to this badass bitch come out of nowhere. Like virtually out of nowhere. She's still fairly new. Twenty three years developmental. old. Yeah. And within the NXT developmental program, she's still relatively new. So it it's and it's fucking so fun. It's so fun. I think I think they're gonna be okay. I think they'll be all right without an audience. I think everyone will be yelling from the balconies or whatever. Are they gonna pump in sound? Because that was the one thing with SmackDown and Raw. Um I thought they were gonna like pump in the cheers and the jeers and the boos. I don't know. But they did not. I don't know. Although Triple H did a pretty good job commentating. I will say he was so that first SmackDown show without the without the audience. I was I I we were, I was watching it and at first it was kind of cringing because I was like, oh, this <laughs> it is was so weird. Like, oh, this is strange. But they cut to Elimination Chamber. They ran the Elimination yes. Chamber matches and which the right is great Elimination Chamber match too. Yeah, the tag Ooh, team boy, match ran, that was awesome. They didn't run. They didn't run the women's one. You know, we can talk about that because we missed last week. You did not like the final Elimination Chamber match with Baszler, and we'll get to her versus Becky Lynch now. Yeah. Um, They headlined. They closed out the Elimination Chamber. Obviously, it was a singles Elimination Chamber match. Mandy Rose, uh, Baszler, Asuka, Bailey. um, Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan. The only issue that I had with the women's match was timing. Yes. That was it. Baszler, because when Baszler came in, obviously she's doing, they have to find a different angle for MMA fighters other than just they are MMA fighters and they beat the living shit out of you. Yeah. It's like she is like literally Brock Lesnar. Like that's just the angle. That was the, that was the story. And we've already, A, we've already seen that story. B, she's not Brock Lesnar. C, uh, she literally spent six minutes in the ring just walking around like, okay, I'm over it. Like, like. The first, I I was just like, okay, I get, I like the idea of this story. Right. I think you executed the most boring version of it. Although she did damn near kill Mandy Rose. That was the only part that I really liked. I was like. <laughs> oh, wait, was it? No, that was Liv. It was oh, Liv. Is that Liv Morgan? Yeah, it was Liv Morgan where she slammed her into the into the box. I don't want to be blondest, but I have a hard time. Just, like, I'll, I just interchange them in my mind and I have to, I'm trying to do better. I'm like. One it's is the one that Otis likes, and the other one is Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv Morgan. Uh, they they did kind of give her a generic washover. Yes. Oh, and I believe was yeah. and Ruby Riot. I believe was also in the elimination. Ruby Riot was in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was my only issue. I thought other than that, um, th- before Basil came in, I thought the match was actually going pretty well. It was fun. It was like kind of we were we were. I was into it. Things yeah. were moving. Things are moving. Things are moving. She comes in. Baszler comes in, and then everything came to a screeching halt. And it wasn't because the uh, story was going well. No. It was because timing was terrible. But that really <laughs> is because 
Baszler doesn't have the experience in the ring. I also yeah, think Vince new. could have made an executive decision to speed up the freaking elimination clock and no one would have noticed. No one would, and everyone would have been thankful. Everyone, like you can just the, be like, uh, okay, crowd. just do the 10. Count it down by 10 right now. No Guys. one gives a crap. Yeah, just go. Just fucking go. Just fucking go. <laughs> but that was the only problem. It wasn't the in-ring like action because I actually thought Baszler did a good job of kicking the hell out of everyone. It was just she didn't quite I, have the in-ring timing worked out yeah. to make the elimination chamber like work. And I and I would have and this is gonna not not this is not a slant on any of the performers, but I would have liked to see a better lineup from the women's division in the actual women's chamber. Really? Who would you like to see? Because I Oscar's a go. Oh no, I'm not ready for that question. <laughs> Oscar's a go. Oscar's a go for She's sure. She's awesome. I love Oscar. Ruby Riot and Liv, I was all in on. Sure. Um, Sarah Logan, I get that they were doing like a they were doing a, a Riot Squad sort of story. Right. But Sarah Logan has not even been on the radar for months and a good majority of the audience doesn't even know who she is. Right. I love her. I think she's a badass. I think she's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has not been given a chance to show what she's worth there. Um, and I think she needs that time. You can't just throw her in this match, this right. major pay-per-view match that's a headline match. No one knows who she is. You know she she's basically jobbing. Like, give her a chance. Other this wasn't the match for her to be in. Right. Uh and then we had Sarah Logan or we had and then we had Natalia. That's right, uh, Natalia. Belongs in that match, in my opinion. She's leading leading the way. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, so Baszler, Baszler, Oscar, Morgan, Riot, Logan, Natalia. Natalia is like OG, obviously, coming from the Hart family. I agree. Yeah. I think that she definitely needed to be in that match, not just as a wrestler. I also see her a lot as an in-ring coach. You can t- totally. She is, She's a mentor in that locker room for women, for sure. Total mentor, and I feel like even in-ring, like she just... When she she can guide a match, and you can see yes. when she is guiding these people, and that was my issue as well with this. It just seemed like Baszler, they were like, go in, kick everyone's ass, but you you got to understand that the audience in the WWE, and I am just as guilty as anybody else, we're a fickle bunch. <laughs> we're like, oh, I'm getting, I haven't been entertained for 30 seconds. Like Man, what? Give do, me everything I deserve. What do I do now if I haven't been entertained for thirty seconds? But entertain me now. When you were talking, when you texted me because I had to turn that, I had to turn elimination chamber off. I forget what I had to go do. I had to go do something vitally important for the country, and then I came back and I watched it. And you were like, you texted me. You're like, oh, it's not very good. And so my expectations were very low. 
Um, mm-hmm. And again, I thought it was it was good until the timing jumped the shark. And I actually yeah. felt bad for Asuka, who just has to sit in the elimination chamber. And she's trying yeah. to sell because Asuka is such a pro. Oh, my God. She's the fucking best. She's the best. She's in there like b- b- bouncing off her, like pounding her chest. She's like King Crushing Kong. She's it. like, ah, like freaking out in there. She's just like trying to do something to entertain the audience while being confined in a cage. And she knows she she knows she's losing the crowd. She knows she it. Knows Asuka it. can She feel can read it. the room. Yes. Yep. And so as oh, soon as Asuka got in there with Baszler, I was like, at least they put on a, a small match. It was like a tiny yeah. little mini match. I get that they wanted Baszler to run rough shot over everybody. Got it. I get. I get that sure. idea. I just wanted. She's not. She's not Brock. So why tell that story? She can still kick some ass. Yeah. But let's tell a good story and like let's put up a fight. Like let's have Natalia or even Liv or Asuka put up a fight or Ruby. Um, I, I again, I love Sarah Logan, but I don't think she was ready for that match. No, for various reasons. But but do you think? I mean, because you texted me, and you said I don't know if the women are going to be allowed to headline anymore. And that, I don't that is know, a major concern. I didn't think it was that bad. And also, let's not forget, the women got to headline Royal Rumble 2019, and they did a great job. That was the one that Oscar yep. won, as a matter of fact. Yep, that was super fun. And so that was, but. I personally thought that the elimination chamber, and then maybe I'm maybe this is a controversial Kissel opinion. Let me know on Ooh. Twitter. God knows they do. Um, <laughs> I thought it was better than the Mania main event. Oh, that is controversial. I and did I not wholeheartedly think, disagree. <laughs> I did not think that the WrestleMania main event was very good. I thought it was timed uh, horribly, and oh I will. I don't know. I just I love that match. I just didn't. I thought it was. I just did not. Uh, I did not think it was uh, not uh, not my favorite. I would, I'll take the we're elimination all, chamber look, match. We're all entitled to our opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I <laughs> think that <laughs> this is why we also I, Katie and I always I do social distancing because otherwise she's gonna hit me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Stone Cold Stunner in the bar. <laughs> I just like jump on your back and be like, no, no. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, my, my biggest concern is that it was, in my opinion, it was such a weaker main event than the women have had in the past that anyone looking for a reason, which we all know they're out there oh, yeah, to say course. that the women shouldn't be main eventing. Or why are we doing this? This is that we're just doing this for PC reasons or whatever. Like going on that whole trip, just like the the misstep that this match was just gives them the haters like a little bit more to be like, see, I told you the women shouldn't be main eventing. Why are we doing this? And that 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 just gets under my skin. Well, as T Swift says, haters gonna hate, and I think they would have found they would have found a reason anyway. But yes. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. That's true. You're right. So Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baylor, Baszler. That will be happening at WrestleMania for the WWE Raw Women's Title match. And I am hoping that this match does not end up like, as we mentioned earlier, a Brock 2.0. I hope that Becky... I, I, I don't know what they're going to do. Because the way when you prop someone up this I way, that the way that they're propping Baszler up, it's like... Becky Lynch isn't much bigger than any of those other gals. Uh, she's probably know, smaller she, than Asuka. But she's got the fight. She's got the fight. She's got the heart. She's the underdog. Rah, is she the? Do up. you think they're making Becky the underdog in this? I mean, she's no, the champ. I don't. 
She is the champ. I don't think she's making the underdog, but that's like that's been her story up until now. She's over overcome the obstacles or whatever. Um, I think that there was a moment when we were still doing obviously live audience uh, shows. There was a moment where I thought they were pushing uh, Becky as the cocky champ. Yes, like she came down with like the fur coat with the with the sunglasses well, the inside, Night Raw, and she was yeah, like, where she ha- hung yeah. out with Jerry Lawler, yeah. Yeah, she was like, come at me, bro. But now, like last night's promo on Monday Night Raw, I think that they, like and now I think they're trying to level the match a little bit. I don't know, because I think what they're doing now with Raw, I don't want to derail our our No, no, it, all, it all comes into it, yeah. Um, I think what they're doing now is they're, fi- I think Raw, like the without the live studio audience, I think they're starting to find the algorithm of talk to the camera. Right. Let talent cut a promo to camera. Let it be badass. Let it be awesome. And then have fun with everything else. Right. Because that's really all they can do right now. That's a good point. They can do super fun, dumb stuff. They can do badass promos. They can build story. They They can can build character. They can have Triple H grab the camera. They can have Triple H like play around. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. They can have... They can have Becky come out. They Becky drive up in a fucking truck. Yeah. Awesome. Old school. Like, Like... Let's have fun with it. Let's kind of take this time, reassess instead of going every single night to every single city. Uh, and like the crew and the writers are just kind of piecing shit together. Now they're all in one place. Right. They have time to breathe. They have time to reassess story. Take a look at the what the big picture could be and do the best storytelling they can do. I think that's what's good for this right now. Yeah. I'm hoping that's what they do. Yeah. No, it feels like they're doing. I agree. I agree. So Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, my personal wish is that Becky Lynch um, uh, retains the title just because Baszler with the belt. Again, we've been harping on it and she is not Brock Lesnar, but Baszler with the belt. She doesn't have um, a manager. There is no mouthpiece for her. Uh, And as we learned at Elimination Chamber, the one thing that it exposed was her lack of in-ring um, character and charisma. Charisma, yeah. I was thinking the same word. That was yeah. the only problem. It would mm-hmm. it would require a hell of a heel to have five minutes in the ring alone, and at that point they would have to grab the microphone and cut a promo. Yeah. That's really what yeah. she should have been doing in there. If you want to have that much ring time, you need to grab the mic and you need to cut a promo. You mean you need to give me something to realize you haven't been in there for five minutes doing nothing. Exactly. And so if she does, if for some reason they end up taking the championship off of Becky, which I think would be a huge disservice, she still has her merch sales, which I know it's like, who cares? But that's what Vince looks at those merch sales as like a massive indicator of a successful wrestler and how successful they are or, or aren't. Despite the fact that a lot of T-shirts they make for these wrestlers, as we saw with um, Sheldon Benjamin, not mm-hmm. necessarily the greatest designs, and oftentimes that can like stomp someone's career out before it even begins. Yeah, if you're looking for some good merch, they're not paying for this, but ProWrestlingTees.com. <laughs> Support your indies. Absolutely. In the last podcast merch store, we have a new merch dealer, and that will be up very soon. So if you want to get, it's not wrestling merch, although I think we'll have a kind of fun shirt, most likely. There we go. Um, So we'll kind of be wrestling adjacent, but our merch store as well will be up uh, very soon. So Becky versus Shayna Baszler. The other match that I am excited for, for WrestleMania, and we can talk about this, we can blow this out a little bit. 
The question is, is this the final time we see The Fiend? Does good boy John Cena, does the mean toddler Cena, does he destroy the nightmare that is The Fiend? No, he's there to put him over. He's there to put The Fiend. You think so? Oh, yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got to be. Also, John Cena wrestling in an empty room is so fucking weird. (laughs) It's so strange. My question it's is so uncomfortable, but it, like they did a really like the like Bray Wyatt really fucking did a number on that promo. The, oh, on, he's the best. On SmackDown. No, Br- he's the best. Bray is, I, I, hey, these are my thoughts, folks. I believe he's an underrated performer. I really I'm, do. I'm with you. I think he can cut a promo. the The Funhouse angle makes me smile, makes me happy. I love. I'm just a total freaking mark for all things horror. So I'm like, ooh, yeah. he's scary. Yeah, it's dark and twisted. I'm into it. So maybe for this match, because there is no audience, this is the only match I would say that could actually be better with no crowd. Because Bray uh, Wyatt is such a trippy dude. You're, yeah, if they you're right. cut the cameras, if they not not the cameras, they they do the lights just right. They have great camera cuts. Like you could make this match super, super scary. Super creepy, for sure. Yeah, and I feel that, and I feel like John is John Cena is like good enough. I was just gonna call him John, like I know him. My buddy John. Yeah, John. Uh, we all do, we kind of know him. We do. Uh, I feel like John Cena is just like a weathered professional enough to just go along with it and make it work and sell it and 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 just kind of follow Bray's lead. Yeah. Uh, but but isn't that oh weird boy. for John Cena? You're like, this is my big return. John Cena. And then all of a sudden, there's yeah. no crowd, and what am I supposed to do? If there's yeah. any two wrestlers that I think can pull this off and make it seem like, oh, it was almost better without anyone yeah. there, it's Cena yeah. and Wyatt. I think they are so pro. It is going to be weird not seeing all the John Cena fans because I'm, I'm not just, booing John Cena is so weird. I'm gonna like to for him not to come out of just like a rain of booze and like John Cena sucks. Like I don't know. It's not. It's just. It's going to take me a minute to get used to it. I was just yelling at uh, with the TV. It was like John Cena sucks. You have to. But it's going to be it's going to be very it's going to lo- be fine. It's going to be fine, but it's going to be very loud in houses all across America and everyone's <laughs> going to be like, "Who the hell is John Cena and why does everyone hate him so much?" Although of yeah. course, you know, these are not uh, we don't truly hate John Cena. I think he's a great in-ring performer. He's just I'm an attitude era guy. And he is a little bit antithesis to everything that I liked. He's the, about he's the merchandise era. Yes, he is the merchandise area uh, era. He is uh, eat your eat your frosted flakes. I don't know what kids are eating anymore. They're um, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, it was toaster strudels that were the big huh. thing. But now I think that that's too difficult for a lot of the kids. You got to open up a second package. It's a lot going on. I don't think I've ever had toaster strudels. Well, that's why we're different. So John Cena versus Bray Wyatt <laughs> in a singles match. Nothing on the line. I do wish, as we've talked with some bar wrestlers in the past, Casanova Valentine and the like, I do wish that it could have been the bar fight that Bray Wyatt suggested. Oh, my God. That would have been so fucking cool. John Cena, because you know John Cena. I think there is so much rage inside of him. There oh. is. He has a darkness. He's got like... Yes. That's the angle I want to see. I want to see John Cena. The angle they tried to do with Seth Rollins that just Mm -hmm. did not work because it didn't 
make sense to the parameters of the match. Of course, I'm referring to the Hell in a Cell match where he got disqualified. Uh, or ju- yeah. it just ended. I have no idea how they sort of like 1980s music just sort of like lowered the volume. And they're like, and that's the song. And you're like, oh, there it is. <laughs> After eight minutes of music, it just sort of slowly goes away. Um, yeah. But John Cena, man, I would love to see him just freaking flip. If he ever did a, a true heel turn, I yeah. know that kids everywhere would be devastated. But well, they got to grow up sometime. I think I think if they're going to do an angle like that, now's the time to do it because John's not full time. No. Like they w- I don't I can't see they would have ever done it full time, but like he's not full time. He comes back for, you know, special events occasionally when he has to promote a movie yes. that may or may not be in theaters now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's in theaters um, now, but I think it is technically in theaters now. Yeah, right? Um I I just don't I like I think I think if they're going to do it, now's the time to do it. Like let's like if there's one guy that can break John Cena, it's got to be Bray Wyatt, right? Oh, I hope so. Unless, of course, this is what I think is going to happen. You're a little bit more optimistic. I think this is probably the end of the fiend. I think Vince has been slowly burying the fiend. I think wow. for some reason I don't know what happened with the Rotunda family. That's Bray's mm-hmm. last name. Vince is so petty. On a lot of things. And I don't know what's happened between he and the relationship with Bray. Maybe it is good. Maybe it's not. I just feel like we've been seeing the slow death rattle of the Fiend character for the past two months, which has been upsetting to me. I can't believe he dropped the Universal title, especially the way that that match happened. That was weird. That was weird. So I could see John Cena ending the Fiend forever. And bringing on, being being the what the if, light in the darkness for the WWE. I think, and I think Bray Wyatt is negotiating contracts right now, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Well, he should negotiate another championship because he, in yeah. my opinion, got a raw deal on dropping the Universal title. Yeah, I think he is. I think he might be in negotiations. Maybe that's why this is all getting a little weird. So see, if he's not in negotiations. He's about to be in negotiations. And if. WWE, he has a lot of leverage. That's the thing with AEW and the thing with competition. It totally. is good for everyone. Yeah. If the and fiend... everyone needs a reason to leave WWE. Yeah. Can you All imagine if the lights dim? I don't oh, think he God. could be called The Fiend. I'm not sure if he owns the trademark to that or if Vince does. But he's so... He, uh, WWE 100% You think does. so? Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but if he like he's so creative that he could easily he's like he's like a hardy. Yes. They could easily reinvent themselves. Always. And he's just mm-hmm. I I just find him to be so talented. Not to be on his D too much, but anyway. John Cena versus Bray Wyatt. Okay, let's continue going down and we'll talk about WrestleMania is a good little backbone, so then we can bump off and talk about other things as well. But let's yeah. talk about this match. Speaking of matches um that uh that are going to be different without a crowd i think this match is going to suffer greatly um aj styles versus the undertaker they had their signing yesterday and oh god man okay number one mr mark calloway who aj called by name in a promo which was i am unreal i am so heel on this it's not even funny you hated that I loved it. I okay. love everything that AJ Styles is doing because I feel like he's saying everything that I'm thinking. <laughs> AJ went it's in. So it's 
to I you know what I'm I am on team AJ all day I'm like look Mark I love you bro but AJ said it you should have retired 10 years ago I know this is a controversial wow. opinion. I know that I am going Dude, to get Dude, the memories ne- mean nothing to you, Katie. All the great they, things that Taker did for you. Then they should have stayed in the past. Now it's just <laughs> uncomfortable. I know that he's capable of do of wrestling. I get it. He can still like run, do his thing. He's in great shape. However, you 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 done, bruh. Be done. All I know is Taker. <laughs> Mark Calloway, he's one of those guys. He's an old man at the back of the bar where a young kid underestimates him and then Taker just slams his face into the bar, breaking his nose, and then just continues to drink the man under the table. Like, Taker is such a cool old man. He's like my fa- He is like what all men, a lot of boys want to be. Like, if you have to be 55, and God willing, we will be at some point, yeah, you kind of want to be like Undertaker, um, just like a grizzled old man. But you're correct; uh, it is it's it's gonna be hard when you don't get the. When speaking of pops, John Cena, he's still agile enough. He can he's gonna uh, run the to the Undertaker ring. Undertaker is just there for the pop. I'm I if he could like I said if he if we could just get his entrance every now and again he'd walk down the ramp and be like go a hey, go new kid. Root him on. Be a manager. Be a sideline guy. Right. Be a commentator. Do anything else. But uh, I'm just worried that this match could end in total devastation. Uh, Taker, <laughs> I love him. Again, we don't have to. You know, it is what it is. But we've seen the matches recently, and it, it just it comes a time where it becomes extremely difficult to put on amazing matches. And the one thing that I think really motivated Taker. Was the crowd, was the pop, was the reaction. Obviously, he is an ultimate pro. But he versus the AJ Styles, I don't know, man. I think they should like add like a shark tank or something around the ring. I feel like we just need a little bit more a, than just yeah. AJ and Taker. Because also their styles, not to uh, use AJ's last name, but <laughs> their styles, I don't see them really meshing perfectly. Because Taker, to me, is the perfect straight man. When it comes to let yeah. someone go crazy around him and let mm-hmm. Taker constantly be the the pillar of every match, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then obviously he's so crazy athletic. You know, if you go back and watch some of those old Mean Mike when he was Mean Mike uh, Calloway in uh, what was it NWA and and uh, uh, and uh, WCW, yeah, the guy can actually move. I mean, he can move very well. He oh. can fly. Yeah. No, he's a incredible athlete he really is um but now but <laughs> i don't know like what are we gonna see we're gonna see we're gonna see in my in my guesstimation we're gonna see aj styles work a 90 percent of the match yes and take her like respond with either tough hits and a tombstone can he even do the it. tombstone anymore can he do the tombstone yeah you I think he can't safely do the I mean, tombstone at this point as uh, I mean, AJ's so good that he will ensure his own safety, I think. That's my only concern when it comes to these high-impact moves. At some point, yeah. like you're just going to mess one slip up. slip and, and you're going to break somebody's neck. Yeah, yeah. They could literally be paralyzed forever like draws. It's it's a horrible, it's yeah. horrible to make a mistake in the ring. But speaking yeah. of big men that are super athletic, going back to Elimination Chamber here for a second, 
That tag team elimination chamber match was so freaking fun. It was really fun. And I was, was so impressed with everyone that wrestled, but specifically mm-hmm. the people who are near and dear to my heart, not just because they're huge, one being from Wisconsin, but because mm-hmm. I feel like they are the most old school, like the most exciting new tag team that I have seen in a long time. Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tuck, Working Man Otis, Working Man Tucker. Tucker comes off the top of the Elimination Chamber it was and does a insane. flip. And I'm like, that dude is six seven three thirty, And you could see all the wrestlers <laughs> there obviously boy. like set to like, you know, kind of kind of um, take the hit but also support him. They were like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, this is actually going to happen. And they were, you could just see it. Otherwise, they're like, nah, this is going to, this trust fall is going to suck for us. This one, this is a big one. That was... <laughs> That was jaw dropping, and I think if I if I recall correctly, it responded from the crowd with a "This is awesome" chant. Yes, it did because it was, it was awesome. Brought it brought the house down. It was, and it's so they're just fun. They're so fun. So fun. Otis is so sh- like unexpectedly charismatic. Like I didn't I I didn't think I would love them as much as I do, and there's just something about them that do, they're magnetic. They're they so. Are fun to watch they are and i don't know i I, it seems as if their friendship is uh uh, is real it it seems like it translates to the ring perfectly two big guys the way that they are to also set themselves apart i think is so unique and tucker you know doing drop kicks uh pulling off drop toe holds still moving still moving and that's big boy you know what's so cool about that is going back to what we were talking about with undertaker a lot of times these big men can do that and when they get to WWE, Vince is like, you're a big man. We don't do drop toe holds for big men. You don't go off no. the top rope. Uh, you don't do any. There's no There's no drop kicks. There's nothing high flying at all. You're a big man. And yeah. I feel like allowing Tucker to kind of display his, his talents has been really great because it seemed like Otis, because he is so charming and funny and the caterpillar and just... He just, you just want to hug him. He's silly. Yeah. And he, he's also like, oh, but I could see him kicking some ass too. Mm-hmm. I think Tucker was kind of looking for a, a bit of a character within yeah. heavy machinery. And now that he has like done a few of these like high risk things, I, I feel like he's defined himself as like the big man that can move. Yeah. And I feel like they're still under the radar enough that the higher ups there are kind of still letting them do what they want to do yeah you know what i mean they're not being scripted down to the like every second yeah they're just being like yeah yeah then you go do your thing and then we these guys over here are going to do x y and z you know i feel like they're still under the radar enough that they haven't been completely watered down absolutely so that match at elimination chamber was the miz and john morrison who were the champs uh, who ended up retaining the usos the new day heavy machinery robert root and dolph ziggler and Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party, uh, we figured they were not going to win, but my God, did they make that match unreal. I forget which one of them came off the top of the Elimination Chamber to probably a 20, it was probably 20 feet up. Yeah. Oh, from the top. Yeah, yeah. He was hanging from the hanging from, from the, the top. chains of the top of the actual, like the ceiling of the chamber. And I want to say it was a shooting star press. It was insane. Or like, a, like an attempt or like a, a uh, version yeah, of it. Yeah, it's like a modified shooting star, yeah. It was unbelievable. Like that match. A hanging shooting star? 
Yeah, hanging shooting star. I never saw anything like it, so I don't even know what the frick to call it. I don't even know how, like, I don't know how physics works well no, enough to no. even understand how he pulled that off. I know that I fall. <laughs> I know that I big, I big, and I fall down. That is my <laughs> that is my extent when it comes to physics. Um, but I am really excited to see what happens uh, in the tag team division because I think WWE. Was looking at AEW. AEW was yeah. doing some fun stuff, and WWE really WWE wants to get that team division back. And although I'm not a Miz and Morrison fan, but to be honest, Morrison is an unbelievable wrestler. Oh, and he's just—he hasn't even looked at a carb in ten years. Never. He won't even. He has zero no. percent body fat. No. All, if if wrestlers <laughs> were incredible. the only ones shopping for food during this coronavirus epidemic or pandemic crisis the bread aisle would be the only thing that's full they would not <laughs> like everyone's like going out buying bread and wrestlers like no 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 no. we still have to we gotta cut weight here i need that protein at bet 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every goal every game every point every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you're interested in knowing more about John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, uh, he was also on a season recently of The Survivor. Of, of Survivor, not The he Survivor. He was? Yeah, he was on Survivor. How'd he do? He, he um, did pretty well. I don't want to spoil it. Um, but you, I think it's two seasons ago, two or three seasons ago. Well, uh, I think you John, can spoil Survivor two seasons ago. Is there anyone that's not watching that now who really wants to go back and see the whole damn thing? I mean, if if you don't, if you like wrestling and you don't watch Survivor, I would say go watch it for John Morrison. He's really good on it. All right, well, well. he did all right. I believe that he would. Of course, he may. I it, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, well, I'm sure that he I showed his abs, it. showed his butt. Maybe he's, showed maybe showed his front because there's a lot of nudity there on that show, which is good. I mean, maybe I don't remember, but maybe. Oh yeah, I'm sure of it. I've seen the documents. <laughs> uh, we also have at WrestleMania a match that I truly do believe will also be good, just because again these two dudes are really pro. Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. Um, yeah. This match. They'll be fine. This match will be fine. I'm not even really sure how we got here. How did we get to Keth, uh, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins? He interfered at some point with AOP. Like there was like he like Seth has his his Monday Night Messiah team, right? Uh, and there's some something came up where he interfered or he like gave somebody him a went stutter, after. I think. And also on yeah. uh, on the last episode, I said AOC, which again that's abling his <laughs> top hat. It's AOP, Authors of Pain. Um, Did I say just AOC? I said AOP. AOC afterwards. I was like, no, because I'm thinking the OC, AOP, AOC. Uh, my brain. You're close. My brain. 
You know, there's a, there's a lot going on up here, Katie. Believe it or not. Forgivable. There's a lot going on up here. <laughs> um, and then lastly, we have uh, the potential for a match that, you know, man, this is why I wish there was a crowd and I feel like we're all getting so, uh, it's just so sad because the edge, edge, not the yeah. edge. It's not, we're not getting the edge from you two. Edge, <laughs> potentially versus Randy Orton. This match hasn't been officially signed yet, but that's what they're sort of angling for. And mm-hmm. I don't know, for me, I almost wish they would just hold off and wait until we can get a crowd because Edge, it's yeah. all about nostalgia. I think he can still definitely move in the ring, as we saw oh, yeah. at Rumble. He's, he's, he's cut, obviously a little bit older, but I kind of like the... I like the gray. Yeah. If I was a gal, all I know is I'd be DMing him. Um, he's he's a he's a cutie patootie. He is a cutie patootie. But <laughs> is that age appropriate? <laughs> yes. But part of the thing is he's on kind of like a post retirement tour. Mm-hmm. You know. And this was going to be. I think I don't know if this was going to be his retirement match or something adjacent to it. Um, maybe I did know that. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Um. We like with him that promo that he cut last night on Raw um, was so fucking good. So good. Like it just reminded me like like it made me think like this is what they need to be doing without an audience. Yes. Like engaging the at home viewers like I that promo was it was like it was long too. It was like the first four minutes, four or five minutes of the of the actual broadcast. Oh, my God. Dude. And it was directors so have good. never directors all have um invisible laffy taffy in their hands when they're seeing these wrestlers do promos they're like can you stretch stretch like stretch. The, the word stretch by all of the directors in all of these shows without an audience is got to be said like a thousand times because they are so they're like you can yeah. see them counting down two hours and they're like we got yeah. commercial breaks so it's only 136 okay i think we can do the stretch it edge and a minute 36 is a very long time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're by yourself in a ring with zero audience to feed off of. He did a great job. As we learned with Shane and Baszler, it takes a hell of a professional to compel yeah. people to um, uh, to compel people just in general when you're yeah. the only one in the ring. And just lastly, when it comes to the WrestleMania conversation, did you see what CM Punk said on Twitter, Katie? No. When it comes to Roman Reigns, CM Punk is a classic troll. He said, uh, he with the new audience being there, he said, well, that's one way to make sure Roman finally gets not booed and nobody chants for me. I mean, he's such a mark. Shut <laughs> he up. He is such an asshole. He is such an asshole. He's such a troll. He's saying literally what, every, what, every, what most marks in their living room were like, oh, well, at least WWE really controls the narrative now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mark. Let's go on and discuss WrestleCod. So WrestleCod, as Katie said, it's part of the larger fabric of WrestleMania weekend. A WrestleMania weekend, tons and tons of independent shows happen. Millions and millions of dollars on the yeah. line. And for a lot of these promotions, especially the smaller ones, it's probably where they make most of their money throughout the year. Yeah, and it's heartbreaking to see if you've never been to WrestleCon, it's super indie, but it also it, they also have like legends that come through to sign autographs for fans and and stuff like that a lot of people make a lot of people in the wrestling uh post wwe era of wrestling like once they've retired or they moved on they utilize stuff like they utilize these indie scene they they utilize wrestlecon to make some extra money to make 
um, to keep their name going, to sell their merch or yes. whatever. And it's heartbreaking to see this ripple effect kind of just really hurt the indies. My like, God. I mean, talk about everyone being together in pain over these next yeah. you know, two weeks on an optimistic note, maybe uh, as far as two months or, or maybe even into August. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what the service industry to the airline industry to you name it, the wrestling industry, everyone is just really reeling right now. And WrestleCon is something that definitely does not have enough overhead to just spend the $115,000 that no. Marriott is requesting they pay for the booking of the hotel. So Marriott has said, you still better better hold your event or you're going to eat 115000 bucks." And again, WrestleCon, I'm assuming... It's, they don't have... No. No, like that. That's these are. This is an indie operation. Yes. Like Marriott thinks. I don't know what Marriott's thinking. Even saying that, but know. it sounds like, it sounds like after following the story, it seems like this. Um, this response came from like a a local manager or something like that. From like this hadn't hit corporate yet. Okay. He was dealing directly with the hotel. I don't think it's escalated. It seems like this specific hotel is also franchised. So it seems like there's a lot of other moving parts. Um, but the bottom line of it is like that is an irresponsible response, period. Yes. Uh, from the from whoever made that response. It's unfortunate. And I think eventually when it does hit Marriott, if it hasn't already, because they have Chris Jericho tweeting about it. Yep. Will Ospreay's tweeting about it. Kevin Owens. Like the WWE universe is starting to circulate that this has happened to a beloved uh, indie company. Yeah. So I'm hoping that it, when it does hit Marriott, Marriott will be like, oh, it's just a simple misunderstanding. No, we don't want you to put on this event. Like, yeah, not just to mention if they did and anyone gets sick, Marriott's going to get sued. Marriott's because it's like, what sued. are you doing, Marriott? And um, also, again, not for this show, but. Florida is still doing their primaries. We're recording this I on can't. Tuesday, so I'm sorry. That's for April against <laughs> Top Hat. Travis Morningstar and I will uh, have a lot to say about uh, the people who are still the states that are still doing primaries. Um, when you tell people to stay at home and then also encourage them to get out to vote, uh, I think that I might be slightly confusing. So Florida it's, is. I'm sorry. Florida's an interesting place, is what I'm trying to say. I'm 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 apologizing on behalf of Florida <laughs> <laughs> as a former as a former and and. And lifetime, lifelong resident. Yes. I'm sorry. So uh, this is what Chris Jericho had to say on Twitter regarding what's going on right now with the Marriott and WrestleCon. He says, hey, WrestleCon, no court in the world would force you to pay this bill. And if you go into a citywide and if you go into a citywide lockdown, they won't have a leg to stand on anyway. In the meantime, shame on you, Marriott, for taking the stance in, to take for taking this stance. In such an uncertain time, I have tons of fans who feel the same way. So the wrestlers are coming to the defense of WrestleCon um, because, yeah. you know, for wrestlers, as Katie said, like, this is how, why are we seeing so many of these older wrestlers stay alive? I think it's because they realize they can still be valid and, and remembered, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes, like, I feel like back in the day in the 80s, 90s, and today, uh, but not today. Uh, wrestlers just kind of went away. Like as soon as they couldn't wrestle anymore, yeah, they're just kind of gone. And then they're like, 
in a bar somewhere being like, you know, I was, I, I, I wrestled, uh, I, I wrestled Bruiser Brody in 78 in front of 30,000 people in Detroit, you know, whatever. And everyone's like, oh, okay. But now they can actually go and make a substantial living, you know, maybe 80K yeah. a year or something just on their name, which is awesome. So that's yeah. why these cons are like so unbelievably important. And that's why I think all of the wrestlers coming to WrestleCon's defense, it makes sense. And it's actually like uplifting to see in these uh, in these darker times. Yeah. And it seems that it's uh, WrestleCon said they sold over 3,500 tickets for it. Everyone's getting refunded. No need to email them and ask. Um, it looks like someone set up a GoFundMe for them. But WrestleMania, or WrestleCon is saying it has nothing to do with them. They don't need the money. They'll figure something out. If you want to support WrestleCon, if you want to do anything to help the indies, highspots.com, prowrestlingtees.com. Those are like the kind of places that everyone seems to be pushing all the fans that want to support. Uh, that's where they should go actually spend money and support. Yes. Highspots is awesome. If you haven't ever seen it, it's super fucking cool. Uh, and also, Katie mentioned uh, the GoFundMe's and stuff. Be careful because sadly, there's yeah. also like a lot of people who are currently scamming. Uh, and trying to uh, to try to get money, and they'll like try to just attach themselves to something, and then as we saw with WrestleCon, WrestleCon's like, I don't know those people. We they don't know them. They 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 said if you want to support WrestleCon, shop at HighSpots.com. They have a clearance sale going on. They're very, um, and you can see like massive stars, but all when they were on the Indies, like some of the some of the PWG stuff they have on there is super, like some of the best matches in the world. I love it. All right, and just lastly. Uh, a little story here coming from 2002. Doesn't that seem like a long time ago? The lead up to the Iraq war was just a baby. Isn't that sweet? Um, we, were so, we were so innocent back then. I know. So <laughs> innocent. So innocent. So basically in 2002, uh, it's called the plane ride from hell. It's full of professional wrestlers. It had a lot of booze. Apparently there was an open bar. At one point, Sean Waltman, a.k.a. X-Pac, Cuts the hair of Michael Hayes, which is the most innocent thing that occurred on that plane ride. There was a lot of sex happening, some not so great things happening, but then also just some straight up drunken testosterone fueled behavior, such as Kurt Hennig challenging Brock Lesnar to a fight, saying that he was a better amateur wrestler than he was. Oof. I do not think that's true, although Kurt Hennig was a great wrestler, amateur wrestler, and a great athlete. Dare I say he was Mr. Perfect. Um, but when it comes to Brock Lesnar, he never lost a wrestling match. He ne like, literally never lost one. He went, he won every single, he was a Minnesota gopher. He won every, he won four straight state championships. The dude, uh, national championships. The dude just never lost. So I don't think that Kurt Hang was right with that. And of course they did get into a small altercation. Also Ric Flair. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> When you say small altercation, uh, from my understanding, the small altercation resulted in one of them essentially spearing the other into like an emergency exit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and according to Sean Waltman, he was like, I don't know what what WWE was so mad about. It's not like you can actually open an emergency exit at altitude. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. It sounds it sounds terrifying. Yeah, uh, but I do love uh, Xbox is so funny. What's the big deal? You can't actually you can't actually open it. So whatever. Yeah. So whatever. Yes, they had a friendly amateur wrestling style takedown tussle. Um, but you know guys like this, 
Ah, uh, this is why I don't even like pretend fight because yeah. uh, dudes like, especially with dudes like this, uh, because it just they do get serious. It's it, just inevitable. It, I, you can and you can see it coming from a mile away. You're like, ha ha, this is funny, and everyone around you is going like, no, it's not. This is going to take a very ugly turn. Yes. And it always does. So it always does. This is according to uh, X-Pac. He says, Kurt Hennig was really competitive, you know. Him and Brock, we all hung out because we all lived in Minnesota. And then Just Incredible, who, by the way, ECW, Just Incredible, had some of the most kick-ass matches of all time. Uh, not really around anymore. I, yeah. I actually have, I haven't heard his name in a long time. Uh, but he had this to say. He said, they weren't fighting at first, but they're very competitive, so they're just scrapping along, like messing around. Then something happened where it got serious. It didn't come to blows, but you know that opening. But uh, you know that opening they have on the planes. Those openings are the emergency exit row. Now Brock's a wrestler, a wrestling shooter, and Kurt's a shooter kinda too. So they took it seriously. They didn't want to give in to each other. They went at it so hard. Lesnar shot in and drove Hegner, Hennig so hard into the side that they almost popped open the they almost popped open the emergency exit 25 35,000 feet into the air people among them were Dave Finley Triple H and Paul Hyman uh Heyman he had to uh had to separate them so uh you That's know so that funny. got uh, that got them in some trouble and then you had Ric Flair walking around just in his bedazzled Ric Flair robe and you can imagine he did not have anything on underneath because that is Ric Flair like he liked he let he liked to let that freak flag fly, and by freak flag I yeah. mean his penis. Uh, so that yep. was just out there. So you got him walking around. You can just imagine this scene: Kurt Hennig and Lesnar are fighting, about to open the emergency exit door. Ric Flair is walking around with his cock out, hammered. Then you mm. have then you have Goldust on the on the microphone of the plane, serenading Terry Runnels, uh, who was then uh, his wife. And then you also had the situation where X-Pac is shaving Michael Hayes' hair. Everyone is just so lit and crazy. The only thing, however, that JR banned. Do you know the only thing that JR banned after this trip? No. Karaoke. Oh. That is totally true. The only thing that JR said can never happen again is that no wrestler can ever sing over the intercom system. That's how bad goldust was or how uncomfortable oh it was God. to listen to goldust everything else was like yeah you guys fight all you want get hammered i'm assuming they also did not love that but the only hard stop that jr made was like no more karaoke that's it i am done i've had enough of this so that oh is uh just a bit from the uh plane ride uh from hell of course on a serious note rick flair he faces sexual harassment charges from the plane ride from hell. It was, I'm not saying it was a good, it, it was, what I'm saying is there's a reason it's the plane ride from hell, but oftentimes the road to hell is paved with a lot of booze. And it seems like it was really fun until it like wasn't. It, it sounded like the two flight attendants that filed it. Oh my sexual, God. This is very It's not bad. funny that, that, that they, that they filed a sexual, uh, uh, no, because you have to remember, there's people on harassment. this. Yeah, there's people on this plane who are like, we're just trying to do our jobs. We didn't realize it was going to be a bunch of pro wrestlers. So the yeah. only, other than the emergency exit almost opening, that would have probably been the worst thing. Um, but these two flight attendants, uh, Terilyn uh, Capilano and Heidi Doyle, they filed allegations in 2004. Uh, they chronicled Flair's sexual aggression. He wore nothing but a jeweled cape. The flight attendant said. 
flashed his nakedness, spinning his penis around. Uh, he separated. He separately grabbed each oh. woman's hand and placed it on his crotch, and then forcibly <laughs> detained and restrained Doyle from leaving the back of the gallery of the airplane. Well, uh, oh my goodness, he sexually assaulted her. So that is very, oh. very bad. So there's what? some fun, and then it got way, 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 way too serious. And, yeah, that's uh, a that's an asterisk on the Flair legacy. Yes, of course. <laughs> that is that is definitely that. And uh, oh, also Scott Hall lost consciousness on the plane. This is according to Just Incredible. He said, "You had Scott Hall too, out of his mind, completely out of his mind, shimmying and shaking." Anyway, uh, it's safe to say it was that- a chartered flight. By the way, oh yes, this wasn't happening on like a Delta. No, no, this airplane. is a no. That's why. That's why it was all of these wrestlers together. And yeah. um, anyway, so that is a little story. If you want to learn more about the plane ride from hell, ProWrestlingStories.com. They interview Sean. They interview Justin. And uh, it is freaking insane. And there's a reason for its name. Uh, Sean, this is what Sean uh, had to say, again, X-Pac, about shaving uh, Michael Hayes' hair. He says, so Hayes is out cold and he's got that fucking thing in his fucking ponytail that mullet, Sean, I love the way I love Sean. I love, I love him so much. I can just totally I, hear him I, I say that. I genuinely, yeah, I genuinely adore him. He's got that fucking thing in his fucking ponytail, that mullet. You know, he was still rocking the mullet, and I said, somebody's got, somebody got a pair of scissors. I remember Lawler, Jerry Lawler, over there just giggling. Everybody's like, no, 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 you're not gonna do it. I grabbed those scissors like I was pulling a pair of tape brass knuckles out of my tights. Over-exaggerated, reached down in front of the jeans, <laughs> so he does the whole thing. I grabbed that fucking tail, and I lifted it up, and I just went whack. I chopped it off, and the whole plane just erupted like, yeah! Hayes would not realize until he was later going through customs. That's how oh. lit <laughs> all of these people were. Um, oh. All right, so that's the little story on the plane ride from hell. This is Jim Ross's statement. He says, the plane ride from hell flight was about seven hours in length and at times was low-lighted by a handful of people who consumed way too much alcohol and consistently acted like children whose parents were away and left the liquor cabinet unlocked. The conduct of this inebriated minority was unacceptable and will not be tolerated. Procedures have been put in place to ensure such conduct does not occur again in the future. Uh, the fallout of the flight was in some cases swift. Dustin Rhodes, after a period of being in the outs with the company, was eventually dropped by WWE in late 2003. Uh, not to he was re- just singing karaoke. He was just, he, he did have, the most innocent thing. He didn't have thing. a lawsuit filed against him. No, he was doing the most innocent. He wasn't fist fighting. He wasn't doing any, anything horrible. Um, not to return, however, was the all-time great Hall of Famer, Kurt Hennig. Apparently, they were like, no. And um, WWE is like, we released you from your contract. And then, unfortunately, he did die the next year. Because this is a story about professional wrestling. So if you don't end it with, and unfortunately, they did die the next year then. Yeah. Was most, it a real wrestling story? Like that. Yeah. Most stories end with some sort of tragic <laughs> some sort of tragic ending in wrestling. Always. Always. All right, everyone. Well, that is a little tale from the plane ride of hell. Plane ride from hell. A little uh, speculation on what to expect from WrestleMania. And yeah, we are still at it here, uh, despite the coronavirus outbreak. Uh, obviously, we're we're doing our best to, to stay away from one another, and uh, we're keeping it safe. So I hope everyone is staying safe out there as well. Enjoy I, again, no one pays me to do this at all, or Katie, but if you do not have the WWE Network, I don't know, get it. Yeah. It's- I mean, look, you got a couple of months, and if I'm pretty sure they're still running the first month free, 
Yeah. If you're not doing anything. Worst case scenario. Watch some old wrestling. Do the classic. Get it for the first month like all of our fathers cancel. did growing up and then cancel. Yeah. Although it is always difficult to cancel because they're on to us. It's like hidden somewhere on the website. Yeah. You have to call the fucking whatever. Whatever. Get them for a well, yeah. Set up an email. Catch up on some old wrestling over these next few weeks. And uh, again, yeah. we'll get through all of this together as we always do here at the Last Podcast Network. So thank you all for listening to Kind of Fun. We will be back next week. And never forget, hail yourselves. And Katie, are you still going with Put Some Ranch on it? No, I've changed it this week. Um, I'm theming it now to current events, and it's wash your hands and, and, and don't be dumb. Wash your hands and don't be dumb, folks. You heard it here first. Doesn't fit in a bumper sticker, but you know what? That doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.